and this is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Loft Party Podcast. I'm just saying. The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Share us with your friends and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. So hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 94. Whatever happened to a fair fight? First uh, and foremost, I want to welcome our listeners in Tunisia. How you are? Well, that means... Huh? How you are? What does that mean? Yes! Okay. I did, I, I did not know you knew some I, Arabic. Are you right? Is this and the uh-huh. is no. All right. Well, yes, we're glad Tunisia is yeah, listening. Yeah, we are glad Tunisia is listening. And, hey, and thank you all uh, for telling a friend and joining the party. Now, uh, do you remember growing up and having a disagreement that led to a fight? You know, like, what happened uh, that shooting became uh, option number one? You know, that's really... Um, a conversation I had with a friend that led me to really think more about it and said, hey, this would be something interesting for the group to discuss. But before we get started, let me introduce today's panel. And uh, of course, I've got my uh, returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the owner of Liquid9 Entertainment and Investments as well as having some interest in Jay Rieger Whiskey and Office Works. I have got Big Dave Elliott, owner of CNP Construction. I've got Brian Massey. Uh, he's a marketing analyst for True Media and our uh, own resident brain mass. I've got Jordan Bradbury. He's in industrial supply sales and the creator of the Genuine Alchemist brand. Uh, and back after a long hiatus, one half of the Brothers Grimm, the honey, not the money, but the honey in the Brothers Grimm, <laughs> Connor Bolin, uh, everybody, Connor Bolin. So, welcome back, Connor. I appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, before we get into important things, let's get into important things. So, what are we drinking? Uh, today, we are drinking probably the most classic of classic cocktails, and that is the old-fashioned. So, uh, in a rocks glass or old-fashioned glass, uh, add a a sugar cube. You're going to do a splash of uh, club soda, uh, some lemon peel. Going to muddle that thoroughly. Then you're going to add a couple of dashes of Angostura bitters, a couple of dashes of um, Pachad's bitters, uh, and two ounces of, uh, in this case, Riga whiskey. Uh, you put that over ice, and you're going to stir that thoroughly, and you're going to garnish that with some orange. Delicious and super classic cocktail. You can never go wrong I, with an old-fashioned. I have a question for uh, Mr. O'Connor over here. Yes? When are they going to come up with Rigor Rum? Um, I don't know. Come I on, man. It'd be a while. You got to get some rum. <laughs> you got to take care of the old rummy. Here. I, know, I know you are a rum guy. I know rummy. you are. All right. 
So, now that you know what we're drinking, let's talk about what we're smoking. And today we are at number 10 on 2017's Top 25 uh, list of cigars. Um, the Villager Le Fleur de Ancien Robusto. So, uh, th- this is the interesting thing about this particular cigar, is that this cigar maker um, was really known for kind of machine-made cheap cigars. But the owner um, had a real love for fine cigars and uh, set out to create a fine cigar that he can add to uh, his cigar catalog from his company. Uh, thus, the Le Fleur. So, uh, it's really a great smoke. Not the prettiest cigar in the world, I will admit that. Not the prettiest cigar in the world, but it is a great smoke. Um, uh, some slight... Uh, sweet notes with uh, chocolate. Um, to tell you the truth, even a slight bit of a, a little bit of saltiness, uh, a little bit to the palate. You've got um, some little notes of walnut and um, and uh, and of course I know what Dave's going to say. Uh, some slight notes of orange marmalade under there too. Um, it's actually quite a challenging uh, smoke, but really good. And it's a Robusto, so I know uh, that uh, anybody out there who likes Robustos, you will dig this. This is um, uh, Ecuadorian wrapper, uh, Indonesian filler, um, and, uh, mm. and, uh, and uh, excuse me, Indonesian binder. And depending upon the 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 wrapping, you're either going to get uh, Nicaraguan or Dominican Republic uh, filler. Uh, and at about 11 bucks, not a ridiculous price point. Um, so if you get a chance, please. Uh, Villager La Flor de Inclan Robusto. Try it. You might surprise yourself. That's sweet. Oh, <laughs> uh, so now that you know what we're drinking and what we're smoking, <coughs> excuse me, let's get to today's uh, RIPs. So first is um, Deshaun uh, Monique Brown. Uh, for those of you that don't know that name, if you watch um, uh, NBC's uh, Chicago Fire, um, that is Connie. Uh, the uh, office manager for the firehouse uh, on that show uh, passed away really young, and I actually don't have a lot of details on why on what she passed of uh, at 49. So uh, uh, next, uh, a piece of my childhood that I couldn't uh, pass up telling everybody: um, Frank Average, uh, which is uh, the craziest sounding name, but it's not spelled Average; it's Average. Uh, he was TV's original Bozo the Clown. He passed away at 89. Uh, and uh, I personally grew up watching Bozo and Cookie, so um, that one kind of got me in the heartstrings a little bit. Dave? I watched Bozo the Clown, too. Did you watch Bozo? No, absolutely. That was, he was syndicated. Yeah, yeah, he they, was. They were, he was played out of a Kansas City station when I was just a wee, wee, wee little one down there mm-hmm. in Baylor, Kansas. Yeah. I homie don't play that and and the thing is is that you know that's when uh, that's when clowns are still fun yeah 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 nowadays everything's scary clowns (laughs) what's going on with that have no idea this ain't good you know kid can't even look at a clown without crying anymore I know I know alright so uh 
Did I hear? Did I hear somebody? Else? No, no. Good. Okay. So um, he was a kid that was crying on the clowns. So he ain't old enough. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna move on from our RIPs and we're gonna go to our uh, happy birthdays. Um, so uh, the original diva herself, uh, Diana Ross, uh, is seventy four today. Um, uh, still looks incredible, uh, and uh, not only does she still look incredible, um, her daughter uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, if you watch uh, Blackish, uh, uh, looks incredible. But we're not gonna go there. Uh, Steven Tyler. Uh, if you're an Aerosmith fan, and I know uh, some of uh, you out there in podcast lands uh, are Aerosmith fans, uh, turns 70. He, he lives in Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire. Really? And I was in a general store up there because our friends Bob and Darlene live up there. They've had a family house up there for a long time. And I'm in a general store, and here comes Steven Tyler walking in to buy stuff. Okay. Hi, Steve. You know, they're, yeah. they're no big deal. He's a regular there. Nice. You know, he's a funky-looking dude. <laughs> he does not look incredible, is he? Yeah, he is, yeah, he has not aged incredibly. He's having a few issues. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting a little... He's getting, he, the age is catching up with... Uh, no, no, the party is catching uh, well, up. Well, yes, the party is definitely catching up. Well, you know what kills me is uh, some of these guys from that generation of rock, how are they still alive? Oh, like they took every drug under the sun. Keith Richards come to mind? Uh, absolutely. That's absolutely. He's pickled. I, I, obviously, he's pickled. <laughs> he's just walking around and bombed. That's, that's ridiculous. I mean, you walk behind him, he smells like vinegar. Whew. <laughs> right, so, uh, before, uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this one, come back to it, because I'm going to stay in the same age bracket. I'm going to go to James Kahn. Anybody out there who uh, does not know who that is, if you have seen The Godfather, and if you haven't seen The Godfather, uh, stop listening to this right now. Go listen to The Godfather, then come back and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. What was that movie? Was it Rollerball? Uh, James Conn was in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were. They had the with the yeah with Raquel Welch yeah. and, and she was in. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I forgot I she was in it too. Yeah, you know, I should yeah. remember that, huh? <laughs> well, that was pretty cool. They had a steel ball and then that oh, yeah. got what? deadly and everything James else. Conn. And they started oh, killing each birthday. other off. Yeah, like birthday. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Birthday. I, I was okay. My you, were, went to, you were still in yeah, RIP. Well, I jumped up because I thought I, I actually watched. Uh, part one and part two mm. uh, mm. over the weekend. Ah, so he played the non-Italian uh, consigliere, right? Uh, no, no, no. He was he was, uh, he, was uh, he was the oldest son, Sonny. Okay. Okay. His oldest okay. son, Sonny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's really only in part one. Yeah, he really <laughs> is only in part one. Yeah. Is it different for Final Who or Netflix? Netflix. Mm-hmm. Parts are on Netflix. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then, of course, uh, for uh, anybody who's considerably. Uh, uh, younger or just doesn't care about uh, uh, actors or singers that in that age bracket. Uh, Kira Knightley uh, turned 33. Uh, and for those of you who may not have seen a lot of Kira Knightley's work, um, she was the uh, female lead in the Pirates movies, Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean movies. Um, so just so you can have some point of reference. A lookalike of Natalie Portman. Um, yeah. kinda yeah. get those kind of get the, version. Kind of uh, <laughs> kinda get them confused, yeah, in, until they talk. A, have you seen Domino? Mm, mm-hmm. I watched that like a couple months ago. That is a weird movie. She's crazy. A movie? Uh, yeah. Domino. 
She's intense. Mm. Yeah. She's not her yeah. cute little love actually self. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is her first big breakout. Yeah, thing. forget about love actually, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Kiss, kissing your husband's best friend, yeah. What's wrong with you, girl? Anyway, uh, with all that, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. And we are back. Uh, Before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, who was your first fight with, and what was it over? And I'm going to go around the table, and I think I'm going to start. I think I'm just going to start with Jordan Bradbury. All right. Uh... I love this guy that I got my first fight with. It's just my cousin. So it's uh it's a little tricky there. So um he's from LA, mind you, and I'm from Midwest. He comes to live in Kansas when he was like twelve or so. So naturally he comes in, you know, it's like late nineties. He's got this South Central state of mind, this L.A., you know, everything goes. And I'm just this kid, you know, Midwest. So, um, man, we were playing, uh, playing like, like baseball or something in the backyard, man, stickball or something, something crazy. And uh, said a couple of choice words to him, and guess where he was from that just didn't fly. And um, <laughs> so, we so, so we fought on the spot there. I remember uh, he beat me up pretty bad, man. Um, but one, one thing I do remember after that is he just, like, he, he picked me up and just gave me a hug, you know. And, uh, yeah, see, cause this, this thing I learned about anybody who's ever kind of really dealt with the gang mm-hmm. or gangster life, they know – those who are like, you know, I'm, I always use the phrase "the devil knows his own." Yeah, uh, and and they know when you're not part of that life, right? But you, you had to catch his ass whooping. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> and then he was like, "All right, cuz, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> so I caught it, and so he gave me a hug afterwards. And I think that it, that was something that spoke volumes. Like, man, this is, you know, um, this kind of taught me a lot about, hey, man, just you, you know, you can't say certain things to people. Um, you should just respect people. Even if you're just playing a game, you don't tell anybody, go jump in the lake, man. Um, so, yeah, it was my first fight. My cousin, I love him to death. He loves me to death, man. He just, uh, he, um, I don't know, man. I, I think that to this day, like, I learned a lot from that from that fight, man, a lot about just respect in general. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, so that was my first fight. My cousin, my older cousin, yeah, from L.A., Right. So I got a, I got a dose of it. Already. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he, he threw them that, that yeah. dope boy on you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the hugging is so much easier when you win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh crap! All right. Um, yeah, my my, uh, my my first fight, or at least uh, let's just say first uh, 
real good ass whooping. Um, I was a I was a junior in high school, and I had been hanging out with these three guys that uh, were known around campus as the Bronus Brothers. That being a guy named uh, Josh Howard, a guy named Jared Ayers, and a guy named uh, Dan Harmon, like a rough and tumble types, the kind of guys that. Uh, went out to parties on the cross side of town to go, you know, steal people's booze and start yeah. fights. Okay. Guys. Like that was their fun. Backyard boxing was their fun. And um, I'm hanging with these three guys at uh, a defensive line coach's house, uh, just hanging out and drinking on a Friday night. And uh, I, I find out, you know, years after that, that I was set up to fight this guy. Uh, Jordan Searcy was his name. Long story short, Jared, Jared Ayers is is sitting with Dan Harmon, and they're both bored and wondering, man, who would be a good fight to watch? It's <laughs> like, Bolin. I haven't seen Bolin fight. Well, let's set him up with somebody. And uh, Dan That's Harmon, up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Dan's like, well, I know Searcy's a pretty good scrapper. Let's, uh, let's get something going. So Dan Harmon gets on his phone and starts... Uh, Colin texts and Jordan seriously tells him I'm, I'm talking all sorts of spicy shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jared Ayers pulls me aside and he's like, hey man, you know, I, I, I gotta tell you something. Uh, you know Jordan Searcy, the grade below you? He's like, yeah, I know him. Man, he's been, he's been talking some real, real loud shit about you recently. So separately, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. talking to each other. <laughs> they're they're that, stoking that we the flames, right. Absolutely. Until, you know, game, set, match, I say, you know, if he wants to drag his ass out here, I'll show him what's what. And, you know, not, not 20 minutes later, not 20 minutes later, uh, Dan and Jared are pulling their trucks out to the road right in front of uh, Coach, uh, I shouldn't say his name, uh, but right, right in front of this coach's house. You know, turn their lights on. Searcy shows up, and we start beating each other's brains in, freaking uh, out on the blacktop. And uh, it, it just it just went off really quick. Um, you know, I caught, I caught him with a couple of combos standing up, and he decided that wasn't the way he wanted it to go. Uh, took me down with a single leg, and then got me in half guard and started rattling my head against the freaking started rattling my head against the pavement. Ugh. And uh, Oh yeah, I had a real fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freaking uh, the the next uh, couple of days at school was was difficult trying to uh, explain why I had this big old black guy. Uh, he ended up just having a, a split lip and everything. But um, after that, you know, we were cool. We went to you know popping forties, mm-hmm. freaking just relaxing, hanging out. You know, we're good, we're good. And yeah, I find out years later the whole thing was, was set, up. set up. Anyway, and you know it's funny because he and I still talk. He he's in, he's in, he joined the Marine Corps. I joined the Army. Freaking, we still play Battlefield every now and again. You know, just to catch up with each other. But uh, yeah, man, got got set up, and uh, he he, uh, he put me in place. <laughs> All right. Big, uh, of course, that was that was Connor uh, Connor Boland, by the way, out there in podcast land. Uh, Big Dave. My, my first fight that I remember, I was eight years old, and it was with the the Kafer kids lived down the street from us. Doug Kafer, and we were pretty good friends. We were out playing basketball in the Peckman's driveway, and I forget how I pissed him off. I pissed him off, and he turned around, threw the ball, hit me in the back of the head, and I got pissed off, picked the ball up, and I threw it and hit him in the face. Oh. And we were both just on the ver- you know, we're eight years old. We're on the verge of crying. We're looking at each other, and we're about to cry. And then we say, I ain't going to cry. And we just went at each other. I mean, right there in the driveway. Hey, it's and, funny. you know, when you're eight years old, you just kind of flail on each other for a while. And the next thing you know, you tackle each other. You're rolling around on the ground. You're pulling each other's hair and everything else. And all the other kids are cheering you on, you know, real quick. That, that is always how it works. Nobody's trying to break anything up for a while. I think we finally just wore each other out and got back up. 
look at each other and have a basketball, play horse, you know, get right. it over with. I'm going to go to another fight, though. When I worked in the oil field, the Oklahoma boys loved the scrap. Mm. All right? And I didn't feel like hanging with them that night. There was a, we were in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and there was a little college there, and there's a little bar by this college. You can go there and pick up chicks every once in a while, you know? So I think, oh, I'm going to try to go get laid tonight. So uh, I go wait, one, one second. See, we get back to the same thing <laughs> with Big Dave. It's always about a girl. <laughs> Keep going. So I go in this bar, and there's a, there's a guy sitting in there about my age, and you can tell he's an old, old field man. He had a couple of fingers missing where the chain got him, ah. you know. And he's drunk, and I'm sitting there having a drink. I'm checking out the scene, and he starts giving me shit. Yeah, you look like a pussy boy. I think I could kick your ass, you know, that type of talk. And I'm going, oh, man, just leave me alone. I, I ain't here to mess with you tonight. And he just kept on me. And kept on me and kept on me. I finally said, all right, old man, you know, let's, let's get this over with. Let's go outside. And he's kind of staggering around, and we square off. He throws a punch and misses me, and I hit him I hit him square and dropped him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's laying there. I'm feeling bad already. <laughs> he's feeling worse. And so, <laughs> he's feeling worse. But he gets back up. Oh. And I'm going, you really want to do this? Boom, and then he hits me. He hits me in the middle of the chest to give me a body shot. And bam, I mean, one, two, bam, he went back down again. I'm saying, old man, stay the hell down. I do not want to fight you anymore. I'm just going to beat you to death. He gets back up, and I hit him again real quick. I mean, he didn't even get halfway up, and I just nailed him knocked him back down. And so he's laying there moaning and groaning, and I feel real bad now. And I reach down to give him a hand up. Right. And when I came up, I got a little off balance, and he came right over with me and landed with both his knees in my chest and ah. the wind out of me. Ah. And proceeded just to beat me until I covered up. Oh. And I'm going, holy shit. He finally, you know, he gets up and he's holding on to his jaw. He said, damn boy, you hit hard. Let's go have a drink. I'm going, fuck you. I'm going home. Come <laughs> <laughs> back to the motel, you Not jackass. Crazy. I don't want to drink with you, you dickhead. It ruined my night. I'm not going to get laid and my head hurts. Ah, oh, that's funny. Uh, that's when the scored. hugging doesn't work. Yeah, that's when the hugging <laughs> does not work. Uh, O'Connor. Uh... The first, I guess, pseudo real fight I can remember that wasn't a relative of some sort because you've got a lot of those too. Those are easy from an Irish Catholic family. <laughs> uh, I had made the football team and the kid on the end of the block didn't it. And he was a year older than me and you had to play like the two grades combined or whatever. Oh, so yeah. He was all pissed off about it and we used to always play on the far corner lot or whatever. And I just remember I had this really bad stomachache. But we were playing anyway, just fucking around, and he was really into it, because he was all pissed off about not making the football team, and I just remember he tackled me once, I was like, God, my fucking side really hurts, like, real bad here, and I got pissed off about it, and so, just when typical kids, so one thing led to another, and we started fighting and all this, and it hits me right in the stomach, and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die. So I crawled home, and not realizing the whole time my appendix was in the middle of rupturing. Oh. So, yeah, so that accounted for most right, of what right, the hell right. was going on. So yeah, the next morning they yanked it out uh, ah. after it had blown up or whatever. And uh, he came to my hospital, because we were still friends, you know, and stuff. Grew up across the street from the kid. And he like, brought me all this shit. He's like, I'm so sorry. Right, <laughs> like, right. Wasn't you, as wasn't it turns you. out. Right, right. Just the you just caught me at the right spot at the right moment. <laughs> I'll get your ass later. 
Wait till I heal, motherfucker. Sunday, kid. I'll show you what's what. Yeah. I mean, you always go out with your neighbors just over and over and over. That kind of dies out when you hit high school, I guess. But that was fun. We had a good time. In retrospect, but a lot of those fights, those are those are always cool ways to grow up. I think. Braymas. Um. I'll be honest, uh, when I read that, and I've been thinking for the past day, and I don't know that I've actually been in a fight. Like a oh, fight. so we're going to beat your ass for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I <laughs> got you. I was like, I don't know if I want to say that. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, uh, I mean, I can remember being close, like very close to being in fights. Right. Um, but... It, it somehow always ended up not being me as part of, you know, because you go out to the bars or something, you're, you're at, at some point you're going to run into someone who's just looking for a fight, right? Uh, and usually those times I would be with my friends, so a couple mm. of my friends who were much more willing to get in there and, and go after somebody if they kind of took the first swing, so to speak. And so anytime I would actually have been in a fight, someone else stepped in and actually got into it before me. So oh, that's lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most recent one I can think was down in the down in the crossroads. It almost happened. Uh, I actually think I talked to you about it at one point where there was a guy that was looking to get in a fight, and it's you know the thing that went through my head. I was, I mean, I was stumbling home kind of situation, but the thing that went through my head was, you don't know who's got a gun, you don't know who's got a knife, and I oh just, yeah, I do like, remember you. You know yeah. what? It's even then, it was like, it's not, whatever he wants to say, it's not worth me being injured the rest of my life for it. Connor, we're going to text some shit on this dude. We're going to get going on. Yeah, at this stage of our lives. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to find out who can get his goat. We're going to get some texts. I mean, as I said, you never know who's <laughs> got a gun and who's got a knife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at this stage of our lives, I don't think any of us uh, want to be in a fight now. You know, growing up, you know. No. You know, it's funny. Like, no one wants an assault and battery charge. Yeah, and nobody wants that at this point. Well, and that's the thing. Everyone takes it so seriously anymore. I don't feel... It's it's hard to get into just a scrap anymore where you do get over it the next day or maybe even the same moment where after you're done, you kind of shake each other's hand and move on. I don't know if that happens anymore. I, I mean... Yeah, yeah. That's old school. Yeah. I got freaked myself out last time I ever hit anybody. It was at Chiefs game. Mm. Yeah, back when, back when, back when, back when the Chiefs were losing, losing, you know, winning two games a year, you know, and that was it. And we were playing Dallas, and uh, this Dallas fan had been down in front of me the whole time, drunk, just giving me crap. And I and I was walking out. We were on the concourse, and he came walking up and got in my face, and I one-timed him. Mm. And he went down. And I just kept on walking. Ah. I looked back once to see if he was getting up to come after me. He wasn't getting up. Yeah. One time, you know, I just kept on going. Everybody was kind of freaking out. Some, sometimes you just got to hit him and once. I, and that's, that was the last year I had two season tickets because I'm saying, I'm getting too old. I cannot handle these yeah. type of idiots. I'm going right. to do something stupid. Gonna do something to yeah, or yeah. get my ass kicked. Yeah, like, and, and you don't want neither one of those. Not at this point. No, you don't. I don't need that. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I, it, I had a lot of, like, little scrapes when I was young and I don't remember these kids names or why it was just you know they thought they could bully me and then they realized they couldn't <laughs> and uh uh yeah I remember mean, the first well the first time I remember my mom like I tried to run home and my mom just wouldn't open the door she, like she opened it up opened looked out the screen and she was like what are you doing I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like she was like uh 
I didn't raise no, I ain't raise no hoes. What you gonna do? Uh, 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 <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay. She's serious. And I had to turn around and I had to fight this kid. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think out of pure terror, I wound up winning the fight because I just wasn't, I was one, uh, just one didn't want to lose. Two, I found out about myself that uh, I, I I'm such an even kill guy most of the time that I lose my entire shit when I do go off the rail. And uh, three, uh, I didn't want to go back to my mom and then say I lost that that same fight. So, but I don't even remember that kid. But my the first fight I really remember. Uh, his name was uh, Michael Costin. I never forget it. It was. Seventh or eighth grade, we were. Uh, I went to a Catholic school, and uh, we were in Sister uh, Florence's class. Sister Florence, um, Sister Florence looked like uh, looked like uh, uh, what was the dude who played the church lady on Saturday Night Live? Oh, uh, Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah. He, she, she. That's what she really looked like with dark hair. She really looked like the church lady, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so we were in Sister Florence's class, and uh, and they were horsing around and bullshitting, and uh, and uh, and Michael uh, hit me upside the back of the head like full throttle with a history book. I turned around, you know, like I kind of grabbed back my head, and I turned around, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he was just, you know, and he was laughing, and I was like, "Yeah, after school, motherfucker, I'm, I'm tired of you," because he always he had a flip ass mouth anyway, because you know, God bless my mom, um, she had put me in private school, and the private school I went to was uh, mostly a bunch of well to do kids, so they kind of thought, you know, they had the run of the world. And uh, so, like I say, he had me sat back ahead, and he was laughing like he thought it was cool. And I was like, you know what, after school, and everybody like, oh, oh shit, it's gonna be a fight. So, uh, so it's downtown Chicago, Holy Name Cathedral, uh, uh, school and churches on one side of the street, and then there's like McDonald's and Burger King, some other stuff across the street. So we go across the street behind McDonald's. And uh, gotta have a place to fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go yeah. over there, and, and, and about. I swear about 20 other kids follow us around there, make yeah. a big ass circle. And we back there. And uh and we you know, we squaring up, we we knuckled up, we ready, and we, you know, you know, kind of going around in the circle, like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And uh it's this Filipino kid, uh he used to love that dude. His name was uh his name was Jay. He was like, Are y'all gonna fight or what? I was like, and uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm waiting for Mr. Big and Bad, you know, he, he you know, to 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 try to throw the first punch. And he was like, man, fuck this. And he just like, blam, like hit both of us hard as shit. And, and he said, that's the first punch. I said, that's the first punch. I floored that motherfucker. I had absolutely no mercy on that motherfucker. Like you said, afterwards, I kind of felt bad because I was just like, yeah, I whooped his ass. I was, this is not, this was not cool. I was thinking I was going to get expelled the next day or so. But to uh, to uh, to uh, Michael's credit, he did he did not uh, he did not uh, bitch up and squeal. He took it like a man. Went on about it. So I will say that that was something that my parents always told me and my brother. They said, look, if you get in a fight at school, 
if whether you throw one punch or you throw until you're both are done, you're getting the same kind of punishment from the school. So you might as well just keep it going. Like, oh, make yeah. sure it's worth it. Make sure it's worth it. And I was like, all right. It's like getting a feeding right. ticket for 58 and you know, 55. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, don't you do that. drive 80 and get it over with, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, really get a ticket if you yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> with, with that and all of our fight stories, we'll be right back. Hey, out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Love Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Bolin. Thank you all for all that you do. 